This is GSAP Conversations from the Graduate School of Architecture, Planning and Preservation at Columbia University in New York City. I'm Dean Amal Andraus. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Johnny Chu. It's very, very exciting for me to sit down with Joshua Pan, the founding principal of JJP Architects and Planners from Taiwan. So, so first, I, I'd like to introduce you a little bit. Um, you have one of the largest firms in Taiwan. You have 40 years of history, over 600 completed projects, well over 300 plus people. Uh, your office are in four different cities, Taipei, Shanghai, Beijing, Xiamen. You are, by definition, the pinnacle of architectural success. So perhaps the first question we want to ask you is, in your mind, what is your own definition of success? Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, even by numbers, we could be a large and, and done enough projects. But uh, to me, the most important thing for being considered successful is if your building that we design is considered good buildings, good design, and people like it, and it uh, will not be out of out of date uh, by any throughout the time, yeah. Understanding your uh, Columbia alumni, I want to ask you to take us to your childhood. Um, how you grow up, uh, how your parents educate you, how eventually you want to become an architect, and how you eventually end up in Columbia. Uh, that's a long story. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in, in uh, first in China, and then uh, Macau, and then Taiwan. So I had a fairly broad and different background. But uh, in Taiwan, we, the most important part is my six years at the high school of normal university. And that particular program, it's a very, very good program for, for us that we don't have to take another uh, entrance exam for, for senior high school. So we can go through six years. And then the, it's a very balanced education as uh, all the courses are, are very well designed and, and encourage people to be very diversified. For myself, I happen to be interested in many different areas, uh, both left-brain-oriented and right-brain-oriented, even even the doing by hand, all those things. So for all that education, I finally found that uh, architecture seems to be the combination of about this. And how, how did you eventually end up in Colombia? Perhaps you can tell us also what is it like in New York during those times and how do you think Colombia education contribute to your career now? Well actually when I first went to the States I, uh, after I graduated from Taiwan as Chang'e University I went to Rice University first in Houston and I actually went through two more years of undergraduate uh, program because Rice thought that I at Chengdu at the at my Chengdu University that's too much engineering oriented. They want they think that good architect should be balanced in liberal arts, humanity rather than just engineering. So I went through Rice for two more years and actually I had to take all kind of uh, liberal arts, art history, that kind of courses. Those two years are very, very helpful for me you know, to really broaden my perspective of everything. 
and then I had to rise. Uh, I had applied for graduate school, and luckily I got into Columbia University and in the urban design program. Again, this gave me a totally different perspective of some of the very basic things that I have to build up. Engineering, liberal arts, and then at Columbia, uh, it's urban design. So you no longer deal with the individual buildings. You're dealing with the larger scope of a region or, or city or, or, or zones. So that, that was a very good, uh, good training for me. Yeah. What was New York like during those uh, 1967? First, at first, to me, it's very, very shocking. You know, I've never seen buildings that are so tall and so close to each other <laughs> at all. <laughs> you know, Houston is not like that. Uh, so it's very, very shocking. But then uh, I was very excited that uh, in New York City, especially Manhattan, every area is totally different and you can buy one subway ticket and get up on many different areas and then uh, every weekend I was able to visit many different areas of the city so that part I think it's very very good to me for broadening my my view and my perspective yeah and we also understand that you stay in New York for a couple more years, or stay in the U.S.? Uh, quite a few more years. After Columbia, I, was, I, I, worked in, uh, I worked with Philip Johnson for a year, year and a half, and also Davis Brody, now it's called Davis Brody Bond, for four years uh, before I, I got married and, and moved to New Jersey. After, by that time, I was in the States for 12 years. Mm-hmm. But my friend who invited me also invited me to to stay and join their firm. So I moved our family back. I thought uh, it was about time. Over the years, I've accumulated pretty much the full scope of architecture. So I thought I could probably contribute myself a little bit. Uh, at that time, architecture in Taiwan, building construction in Taiwan is still, was still very backward. And I thought... Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to see a lot and learn a lot from what is considered probably the top schools, the top universe, top cities. Mm. So I could probably uh, contribute a little bit here in Taiwan. So you have a, a sense of hope and uh, inspiration to to carry for your knowledge back to your country. Because I'm guessing a lot of international students now resides in, in G7, and they probably wonder when is a good time for them to come back? When do they take the courage and the motivation to go, yeah, let's do it? Well, it's, it's never a good time. It's, it's just <laughs> the time is what you, it's it, the opportunity is how to make it, really. I think that That's to right. me, just try to overcome all the handicaps, all the problems, and little by little. That's true. Maybe I, I'd like to talk a little bit then how you go from you know the beginning of your firm to know one of the, the most successful companies in Taiwan. How do you do it? <laughs> how do you build a successful business uh, management design team and how do you define your own work? Like I said, I was lucky that uh, the, the years I worked in the States went through three different firms and different aspects and scope of the, of the project. And I was uh, involved in uh, also the last 
firm CUHA, it's now called CUH2A, later now it's HDR. Uh, so to HDR. At that time, a CUHA, uh, I was actually pretty much hired as a sort of design director for their firm. Their firm was a medium sized firm. It all grew into a very large firm. So, so I, I had a chance to, to uh, go through uh, all different stages of a building project from very initial design uh, all the way to construction administration. I thought I needed, I wanted to learn that. So the project I was involved, I was in charge of designing. I, I told my firm that uh, I would also want to do even the spec myself and, and then do the, the construction administration during the construction. Had a, at least had a taste of, of what all the all the stages of architecture should should experience. So I thought uh, with that, seems that I know pretty much what to expect in taking in in the entire stage of of the building uh, execution. I think I would not be scared by any problems. That's why I thought that I could probably uh, contribute my experience. What was your first very first project that you? Uh, first project for JJP. First project. Well, in the beginning, it was very small projects. I, I was invited to design a gate, uh, a, a gate for university, <laughs> and a gate also for the science park that started at that time in Ichinzu. Those are very small, really, really small projects. But uh, uh, luckily, they all turned out to be very good, and and then. Uh, one thing after another, so it grew into, into uh, people. People saw the result and said, uh, "No, this is guy uh, can be trust, can be trusted." So they, uh, they let me have uh, other opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, the gate is. Uh, yeah, I remember my very couple of first projects also gate. I thought about it as an opportunity because everybody will go through it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then they'll see, and they'll if you do a very good job, then people will want to say, yeah, who is this guy, and then maybe you want to work with you. Well, you know that uh, that gate for uh, science park in Taiwan is still there now. That's a Taiwan miracle. The science park, Taiwan's economic miracle, right? Xinzu. Yeah. Yeah. So I think every design is an opportunity, whether right. you embrace it or. You will say, ah, oh, it's too small, I don't want to bother with it. But uh, like you said, you know, every design is an opportunity to showcase your design thinkings and hopefully gain more exposures. And then, right. like, like you, and you, if, you, you know. if you, you take it seriously, you do it well, you know, people will, will see it and will feel that actually another larger uh, housing project uh, or client uh, came to us it's because. Uh, there's a lady on there. She saw the public toilet inside, also in Science Park, and said it was a very, very good job. So she asked the Science Park people who designed that toilet. And they said that's by us. So she came to us and gave us a pretty sizable housing project mm. to design. Yeah. So. 
from small projects to big, large-scale corporations, uh, warehouses, industrial parks. Uh, I'd like you to take us to your pitch room in the pitch mode. Um, what do you need to prepare? How do you present? How do you uh, chase money? Or how do you deal with failures? Oh, that's a very broad question. To me, how to chase the project, my principle is that any small opportunity, you, you just take it. But you still really have to insist on your, your principles. My principle is that design service, architecture service, is not free. Like in Taiwan at that time, a lot of architects would do a lot of free services before they, they were commissioned. Even now. Even now. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, no. Uh, if, you are, if you want to engage me, uh, I, would be, I would do my best. I would always give you the best and I meet your schedule, meet your budget, everything. That part, I have no problem. But it's not for free. So even if it's a very initial stage, you are you're trying you're trying me or you're trying that whether or not you can successfully uh, uh, really take the entire project through, I would help you with that. But if it doesn't doesn't continue, you just pay me the initial part. If it continues, of course the initial part will become the the, the part of the overall fee. You don't will not pay twice. But I wouldn't do it for free because I, uh, I tell you, if I do 20 projects for free, where, where is that money coming from? Would be the would be from the, the the project, the 21st project you get. So you end up you end up uh, recuperating a lot of uh, those previous efforts you 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 invest. So you are shortchanging the person. Who 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 engage you? Twenty first person who engage you? That's not fair. I still want to give my twenty hundred percent to the to the twenty first uh, client. Therefore, I cannot do it for free. So that's uh, my principle, and and this principle still holds uh, today all the way through. Uh, people said it doesn't work uh, because so many architects would be willing to do it for free and all that. I have to analyze all this to the to my potential clients. Most of them would accept. So so that's what we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Many clients will say, "Oh, you do this project, but you get so much PR, so you know, reduce your fees or or not." Yeah. We 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 young architects get that a lot at the beginning of our career. Well, when you when you are uh, when when you are in the more beginning stage. You might not, uh, you might not be able to get as as high fee as other pe people, but you still have to uh, to count your beans and and really uh, have enough fee to do a good job. That's more important. Uh, actually, see, buildings do not go away. As soon as it's built, it's going to be there for a long, long time. Sometimes longer than our life. So you cannot, you cannot. Do a lousy job, and that becomes a really bad reference for you in the future. Therefore, you know, you, if you have this kind of mentality, do well in everything you do. Then, actually, one after another, 
it would uh, spin up, it would really grow. Yeah. Do you know we've fought for the same projects in the past before? Oh, really? And I lost. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so how do I beat you in the next one? <laughs> how do you beat me? How do I beat you in the next one? I always thought that uh, you have very, you are very talented. You have a lot of uh, to to contribute. I, I I was hoping that we can find something we can work together rather wow. than competing with each other. Perfect answer. <laughs> Coming to a, a three hundred people firm, there must be a lot of management and you know, financial duties. Are there any times that um, that you uh, I mean, we're pretty lucky in Taiwan, you know, the, the economics is pretty steady, but of course it's still up and downs. But when you get to a 300 people size, how do you, how do you bring forth to have a continuation of projects so you don't have to worry about the next one? Um, so you can use it to further uh, bring, um, ins- uh, use it as a, um, um, a force to bring inspiration and motivation to carry on the, the company philosophy. Really, I think you cannot afford to have a bad project. That bad project would really be a bad reference. So therefore, we always try our best to to make every project successful. Successful doesn't always mean an excellent design or something, but at least has to be a design that satisfactory to the client, satisfactory to the to the city, to the environment, all that. And that's that's the least uh, we should be doing. Based on that principle, you know what? Uh, now we have, even though we are, uh, we need a fairly large amount of business to 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 sustain our firm. Around two thirds of projects, of revenue of projects, are from repeat clients. And how how do we get repeat clients? It's when you do something. Is satisfactory to them, they will come back to you, or even they would they will refer you to 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 other people. We have pretty steady, sixty some percent repeat clients. But we have to only to compete and fight for one third of our projects. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I think that's really good advice. You know, do it well, ask for a good amount of fees. So, you know, it all cycles in the end. Don't shortchange yourself. But also, I think uh, in right uh, from the right from beginning, it's very important to to set up and establish a good system that your your firm can run. Therefore, and also free your free yourself. So, if you have set up a good system, simple thing like a portfolio, like a accounting system, like filing system, and all that. Once once you in the beginning, once you spend your time to set it up well, there are other people who can take care of them. So you can then you can free yourself uh, to be doing all the uh, design thinking and and carry out the projects, things like that. Yeah, yeah I understand um, that. Uh, I think at the very beginning of your business, you already asked for software companies to write up management uh, softwares to help you with HR and uh, finance? Not so much HR, but uh, at least the, the accounting system and all that. You know, I asked one of the top accounting firms to help me establish the accounting system. So once that is established, 
then I don't have to worry about that part at all. Someone else, my secretary can manage that, and someone else can manage that. I only look at the look at the numbers once every month. I don't have to worry about those things at all. So I can I can concentrate concentrate my time on on the design of the project. Yeah, again, very good advice. So being in the creative business, the man hours.、Um, how do you control then the man hours being inside? You know. A very hot、um, working environment where the creativity not necessarily mean hourly output. Of course, we we also have some some tracking system of、uh, how you how much hour each project is available to work on, and how how many people hours people spend on that project. We have some tracking system, but that's on the side. The more important thing is that you work with. Your people, your staff, your colleagues, and make sure that the the waste of the time is minimal. Everything you do is in is in progressing, rather than standing still or or totally wasted. That's very important. Nowadays, with computer, it's actually harder for me to <laughs> to see everything that people does every day. But before, when it's on the table with the drawings and all that. As long as I can, I can walk around a little bit. I can see the progress of what he's doing, whether or not he is going wrong direction or, or wasting a lot of time doing doing exercise for 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 future things. Then I can stay sit down with him and work with him, explain to him how to do. I think close close working relationship and management is very important. Okay, so let's talk about a little bit about future. Uh, what excites you about the future of architecture, especially in Asia or in Taiwan? I'm not sure about it, that excited about the the future. I think、uh, no question there'll be more and more、uh, challenges for us because we human beings are really draining all the resources、uh, of the nature of the of the earth, and now we have to be we really have to change our thinking. Especially architecture also is a very consuming,、uh, material-consuming business. We have to be have to have a more sustainable thinking toward looking at that. So our our office is also devo- devoting our time to trying to study that and see how we can, through our own、uh, limited experience, limited resource, to do the design. To be more sustainable, to be more environmentally friendly, and all that, we're learning.、Uh, still, we're learning by doing. That's that's one thing. Another thing, we I think we we have to face this challenge is that the the aging population, the the world after Second World War, it's about over seventy years now. The people life expectancy is much higher than before, but the entire world. People still are not thinking that way.、Uh, people still retired at sixty, sixty-five, and all that. We have still have twenty, thirty years to live after we、uh, reaching that retirement age. But what happened during that period of time? These people are consuming but not producing. But that's not right. So we have to rethink about the the aging population and what can they do to to be more. Helpful to the to each other to 
to the world, and especially they have already accumulated a lot of wisdom and experience, cannot be just wasted. And, and, and yeah, but their physical condition, of course, is decaying. No question about it. But then, how do we take care of that? I think it's it, that part is also very much related to architectural design. We have to devote some time to really think about it. What's your proudest moment in JJP? Proudest moment? It's not when we earn it, uh, win a big competition or, or the, uh, got a big commission. Or that proudest moment is when we, when I see something we do, that all our people all all be happy and and proud of what we have done, and some of the projects we have done. When we look back, when we uh, after some time, when we go back, we 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 see how people are enjoying that that building and uh, like that, and our our own staff when they go, they feel proud. And that's what that I, I think is most rewarding to me. Last weekend, I was at the Library of Information Science in Taichung, and I spent about around two hours there. There are just a lot of people, even during this stage of, you know, atmosphere. They they're in the library. They really enjoy it, and all different age, people of all different age are using the library. It's they're using it like their living room. So I, I I was very very proud and happy that something that built that library has been completed for six years, but still well maintained, well managed, and people enjoy. It. And that's what I think uh, as an architect, I feel the most rewarding to me. Wonderful. So to to conclude um, and to continue the conversation about serving. We understand you are past director general for Columbia Alumni Association in Taiwan when you return, and also the the president of Columbia Alumni Association Taiwan, where you serve. You know all the alumni and the boards uh, and the students who came back. So um, helping um, the alumni network to gain more interactions between each other and and help the students uh, to have a footing and and back when they come back to Taiwan. I don't know. Would you have any advice for students um, about the alumni network and how um, how we should you know, use them to to our advantage? On this subject, I think Johnny, you have done a lot better work than than me. <laughs> You've done a very good job pulling people together and planning activities, and also sending people off to to New York to Colum to Columbia and yeah. Uh, I'm proud to say that the Columbia Alumni Association is the strongest, best, biggest alumni association among all the universities in the world in Taiwan. Uh, we are we are much bigger than Harvard Alumni Association, Harvard, all the other Ivy League schools, all the other uh, very prominent university in UK. In a, so Columbia is is for in that part for that part Columbia is doing very well. I think uh, various presidents uh, uh, along the way, everybody tried to do a little bit. Luckily, there are enough people who are interested and enthusiastic enough to 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 continue this. Yeah. 
it's, uh, it's been a privilege and an honor to be sitting and chatting with you about your history and your and your how you set up the business and many many great amazing advice for us. Thank you again. Thank you. Yeah, hope hope it helps. This podcast was produced by Columbia GSAP. You can find more information about the school on our website at arc.columbia.edu.